Hi, good evening, everybody. This is the K-Pop Cast. I am your host, Stephanie, and I'm joined by DJ Pilo. Hey, what's going on, Steph? Thanks for the introduction. I am a K-Pop DJ. I'm joined by my main man over here, K-Poppy boy, Supermatic in the building. What's up, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much, Peter and Stephanie. Yep, you're a resident K-Pop B-boy in the building, Supermatic. How's everyone doing tonight? Pretty good. Sorry. <laughs> that was like a question. I wasn't sure how I was supposed to answer, but yes, I, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I bought a house. Nice. So that, that, that's going on right now. And uh, you and I were also coming off of Fanime, another yes. anime convention where we played a ton of K-pop. Tell yep. us about it. How was Fanime? Oh, it was crazy. I'm getting too old for it, though. <laughs> but we had a big K-pop dance at Fanime. Yep, yep, yep. Going every day of the convention. And oh my God. yeah, I got a lot of requests for Twice, mm-hmm. uh, BTS. Yep. Obviously. But can you guess what came in third? Would happen to be what we're taking a look at today? It is indeed. <laughs> so 17. <laughs> 17 people kept asking for mm-hmm. right after uh, BTS and Twice. And people did the dances mm-hmm. to 17 really well. Yep. And I, they did all the shouts too, like... Um, and oh. nice that they do a shout. Oh, yeah. Like uh, the very nice when they do the, the jump at the course and then they go, oh! Yeah, everyone <laughs> shouted for that. Yes. Oh, I, was, yes. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> they also did like shouts for um, Orange Caramels. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that screaming intro. <laughs> yeah, they go, ha! Yep. Ha! Uh, Catalina. <laughs> Catalina. Yeah. I thought that was so funny how everyone screamed for that. <laughs> anyway, that's what's going on mm-hmm. in, my, in my world right now. So as we discussed, we're taking a look at 17. We are taking a look at their latest comeback titled Don't Want to Cry. Or for those of you who speak in the Korean language, Ugo Shinji Anna. Oh, dang it. <laughs> but first, mm-hmm. before we get there, we had some feedback from the last episode. Ooh. I want to spotlight one of the comments from uh, Ricky Woodson. Oh, yes, please, who, Peter. Tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. So he left a comment on our SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. He said that he can't even place uh, the genre of Twice's Signal. <laughs> it was kind of all over the place. A mix of jazz, video games, and anime. You know, everyone was telling him t- to listen to it. And then we did this episode. And so he just had to see what the fuss was all about. And after a few seconds, he w- said, well, it's better than their other songs, but still too poppy for me. And I closed the window and went about my day. <laughs> well, and that, that's kind of how okay. I would have, you know, gone with Twice's Signal if I wasn't reviewing it. What I do. I skipped around a little bit and then closed the window and then I remembered, oh, I have to review this. I guess I better watch. <laughs> right. But that said, yeah. like, people kept asking and dancing to it at Fanime. Mm-hmm. It was a hotly requested yeah. song, just showing that if you're twice, you can do no wrong <laughs> because of your name. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, we had one other piece of feedback, right? So, Steph, I know you saw an article um, exploring more yeah. of the subversive side of Psy. Right, right. So um, two weeks ago, we did the episode about Psy's new videos where we analyzed the concept and the lyrics and stuff. And for the I Love It video in particular, I think we all enjoyed it, but we agreed that we weren't too impressed with the lyrics compared mm. to other like more subversive, creative stuff that we've done in the past. Uh, however... It turns out that we were missing a lot in translation. Um, So I take Korean lessons every week, and my Korean teacher is super awesome and runs a blog called Learn Korean Through K-Pop. So we can link that on our page and um, get her some more fans, where she breaks down K-Pop lyrics. And so when you actually look at what he's saying, 
um, you can see that the subtitles on the music video were totally dumbed down for global release and for, I guess, Americans to understand what he's talking about. Um, oh. I mean, one lyric, for example, says, I'm more of a grasshopper than an ant. Uh, which yes. is a reference to a Korean folktale that no one else would know outside the country. But um, there's a lot of little Easter eggs and um, metaphors and references in the song that I guess don't translate very well overseas, but it adds so much color and makes the song even better to me. So um, check out the blog, Learn Korean Through K-Pop, and she has a lot of cool like analyses of lyrics on there. But yeah, I just thought I would share that. Was there one finding that you found on the blog that particularly stood out to you, Steph? There's a line about the, the grasshopper and the ants, uh, and the chorus actually says stuff like, um, when I eat a watermelon, I spit out the seeds. When I eat fish, I spit out the bones. <laughs> That's totally not what it said in the music video, in the, the lyrics that they came up with for global release. So it's it just completely changes the song. So like those lyrics, he's making a metaphor for... Um, you know, taking all of the feedback and the love that he's getting from fans and spitting out the bad feedback and the haters. Ah. So he's taking, he's taking the parts that he likes and that will do, do right by him. And he is just spitting out everything else, all the bad stuff. Oh, instead man. Of internalizing it. Which I is like a great that. message. All. I know, right? <laughs> I like the song so much better. Yeah, just because of that. That well, that completely changes how I feel about the song. Well, not completely. I think it was already a lot of how I felt. But uh-huh. I, I'm going to have to check out that blog and uh, and read it through more carefully. So we'll link that yeah. in the description of this episode. All right. So let's go on to our hit replays of this week. What's making you hit replay this week, Steph? One of the highlights in K-pop land for me this week was seeing my beloved boy group BTS win an award in the Billboard Music Awards this ah, week. Yes, I watched right. them go up and get the award and I was just so proud of my boys <laughs> and I, I just loved it. It was it was so much fun and they accepted the awards with such grace and maturity and excitement too and I got to see them make the rounds on all these interview shows and stuff and Ratman was holding it down with his English. I was like, yes, do it. <laughs> um, so that, that all goes to say that I've been listening to all my BTS hit songs on replay and decided to go back to their debut single, No More Dream, um, which I think honestly could be released again today and would hold its own against these other groups. So um, they're just so talented and I'm so proud of these boys and I can't wait. You know, I, I hope that an American award show invites them to perform next year. I think that's what they asked for and I think yeah. they're going to get it. Awesome. We, you know, I saw an article recently that they actually don't have plans to make a formal American launch. In other words, they're going to keep doing what they're doing and they're mm-hmm. going to keep promoting and us international fans will continue to absorb it as we have. Yeah. Uh, rather than follow the folly of the Wonder Girls. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that might actually be the, the wise choice. No one has made it following that other path, so I'm, I'm all, all right. for it. Well, give it a listen. It's No More Dream by the Bulletproof Boys. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> 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 
All right, well, looking at these other replays, it's looking like we've got a lot of boy group representation, which I love to see. So, (laughs) Supermatic, what's making you hit replay this week? Funny enough, so my uh, hit replay this week, it actually released uh, within the last 24 hours, but I have to admit, I've only had a chance to listen to it a couple of times. But so far, I, I am enjoying it. Apparently, Peter Lowe, you're you're shaking your head at me for liking this, but my hit replay choice was Highlight's newest release called Calling You. And I, I don't know, it's just I, I was only able to check out the music video once, and it was definitely interesting. But I've been hearing the song because it's already come up on my K-pop Pandora station like four or five times, conveniently enough. And every time I've listened to it, I just thought it was a fun listen, so... Maybe I'll have to go and watch the video more to see what is going on. But in terms of the song itself, it's just—it's been a nice song to just jam and bop my head to. So there you go for that. Bop your head. I don't know if jam is the <laughs> word. <laughs> But I, I will also give you that it has high All production right. value. <laughs> but I, I can't yeah. get into it. I tried because I love their last song. Please don't be sad. Mm. Right. So it was, I, ha- I was optimistic for this one. And then I, I saw this one. I was like, nope, can't, can't <laughs> like it. So for me, my hit replay for this week, it was hard. I, mm-hmm. I originally was leaning toward Yezzy's uh, Ratchet Electronic Beat. Mm-hmm. And her that one. <laughs> yeah, that snake. I saw that video. I thought of Peter right when I saw that video. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the more I listened to it, I couldn't really get into it because it it was lacking diversity so in the bad. musical. Yeah, in the music, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, I agreed. It was it was pretty bad. Um, it could have been better. Her last song, Cider, was so good. Mm, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But there were uh, two other singles which came out uh, this last week by Wine Group from the appropriated hood of Seoul, <laughs> Korea. That's the YG Ollie! building. And it's from their group, Icon. And uh, Icon had two great songs, Bling mm-hmm. Bling and B Day. Yep. I liked I, I I liked Bling Bling more than I like Yezzy's song because it had a stronger drop. Honestly, mm. something that you could play yeah. in like a middle of like a DJ like dance anthem. Uh, but right. their song B Day, I thought was uh, more catchy and more fun to listen to. Um, you know, just when I'm on the drive or when I'm uh, rocking out um, to work. So I I like how it, it changes. And while the tempo stays the same throughout the song, I like how it changes between something that's hard hitting and also um, catchy with the chords. So <laughs> that's what I love about Icon's B Day. Catch it either audio only or if you watch the music video, it's a cacophony of like different images and Bs and colors and, <laughs> and styles. So um, I think there's no wrong way to digest Icon's B Day. <laughs> Cool, cool, awesome. Well, thank you for those hit replays, Stephanie and Peter, and uh, hopefully our listeners will enjoy any, if not all of them. That being said, shall we go ahead and dive right into the boys of 17? Let's do it. I would dive into the... I would would not complain if I could dive into a pool full of the 17 boys. (laughs) 
I, I totally How set that one up. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, <laughs> I think we shall head on into 17's Don't Wanna Cry mm-hmm. and answer the age-old question, is it Daybok or, or not? not? <laughs> so hard to do over the phone, but yeah. we managed to do it. <laughs> All right. So what was like the, the build up to this song? I know you guys are keeping track of the teasers and stuff way better than me. What what did you see in the last few weeks? Well, I, I guess I'll go ahead and be yeah, the one yeah, to yeah. take the reins here, yeah. seeing as how I am the resident carrot in the building, which is 17 oh, fan base. Okay, okay. Yeah, C-A-R-A-T, so like 24 carat. Man, what fan base are you not a part of? <laughs> Lately, I've been getting into quite a lot of groups, I'll admit, but 17 is definitely a newer one that is, uh, I, I, I can't not stand these guys. Okay. Like they, they're, they're dope. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so there was at least a good two weeks where there were individual trailers, kind of like almost short bre- uh, short movie teaser clips. Like some of them were about two or three minutes each in length. Uh-huh. And each of them highlighted one individual member of Seventeen. And the interesting thing is that about half of the trailers were all in black and white. And then the other half was like in uh, full scale color. So it's kind of like showing that Ooh. contrast. And it shows each of the members by themselves and then there's like a voiceover narration and you see these members like each of them kind of you can tell that there's something a little more on the downside they're depressed they're sad like something happened and the mood is not exactly that great but the interesting thing is that all of the 13 trailers are tied together because at the end of one member's trailer they run into the next member and the member uh, that you see at the end of the of the previous trailer their trailer's the one, next one that was released I, that's really good that they did that because I, for one, did not watch any of those trailers, (laughs) and you just kind of linked it to me like one day that like, hey, there's this cool new song. I'm like, oh, this song is pretty cool. (laughs) Um, So I I didn't get that same, you know, intro digestion, but that's good that you point that out because my major critique with the music video itself is that I don't get enough screen time for each individual guy. Oh, yeah. It feels like there's a bunch of like stories that are there Mm -hmm. that I didn't get the memo. Mm-hmm. But clearly the memo were in all the teasers. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of work put into the build-up as much as there was for the actual release itself. So it's really interesting. Uh, I know previously we've covered other groups before where they where they did similar things, like with GOT7 and the whole Flight Log trilogy. Right. BTS yep. with all the teasers and the build-up of the Most Beautiful Moment in Life series. Yep. 17, good job to them, but it was also an interesting concept because... There was a lot of anticipation already when they announced their comeback, and then when all of the 13 trailers dropped, like day by day, as each successive trailer dropped, all the 17 fans were going crazy, and they're like, oh my god, oh my god. Like The anticipation was just built tenfold with each new tra- uh, trailer 13-fold. and teaser. Thirteenfold. There you go. <laughs> yes. But yeah, there was definitely mm-hmm. a lot of hype, a lot of anticipation, a lot of buildup, and to be honest, I I have to say, I feel like they definitely more than delivered. Mm. <laughs> there was a overarching story that was uh, hinted at within all 13 of the trailers, because their album is titled AL1, or Alone, but what that <laughs> derives to mean is all together as one, never truly alone. So all huh. one. But the way they spelled it was like A-L-1, so like uh, almost as if it's the word alone. So it's a nice play on words there. That is Are you sure that they just, 
Are you sure that they just wanted to, you know, do a to anyone slash beast thing and use the sound <laughs> of what? I mean, that's possible, I guess, but this could also be the possibility that <laughs> you're just playing around with English and numbers. Well, that that's proof that it's a K-pop group. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because if a K-pop group doesn't have a number in the name of one of their albums or songs at some point, <laughs> then I'm not sure they're actually a K-pop group. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. Exactly. Is true. I, think they're, I think they're just checking the box here. Yeah, that's right. They had to get there eventually. Mm-hmm. But okay, so that's the theme, right? Yes. For the, at least for this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did we see that in the trailers? Well, in the trailers, uh, as we touched upon, so we see each of the members by themselves. But then the thing is that within the last thirty seconds or or less of each trailer, you see that individual member meeting up or running into the next member whose whose trailer would be next. So all the trailers were tied together, and then the last trailer that was uh, that came out that was released before the song itself was the leader S Coops, and in his trailer, you see that at the end he's like he's kind of isolated by himself. But then, like he curls into a ball, almost fetal position, and it's in black and white. And then, when he opens his eyes, his trailer is in full scale color, and the other members of Seventeen are there with him. Uh. So another, again, it's another one of those like uh, like paradigms where it's like, what's it like to be alone versus when you have your friends with you? Man, I'm getting mm-hmm. some uh, BTS Spring Day vibes <laughs> from this. I, I wasn't getting that from the main music video, though. Yeah, but there was a lot of room that I feel like they probably didn't take advantage of in the video, but that's probably because they expected, or at least they thought that everyone would have gotten the idea from watching the teasers. Yeah. So unfortunately, the the story and the concept may be lost on all those who only watched the music video and didn't bother to take their time with the 13 trailers. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a winning strategy, honestly. Like, I think you gotta make it self-contained within the music video. And then you can add like sort of like supplementary like backstory, yeah. like overture like stuff in the in the teasers. And I think that's the like the folly of like or the downfall of like, you know, got seven as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even with twice. Yeah. Like the concept is lost unless you've seen the trailers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would be a critique for me. Wait, what? You think Got Seven had a downfall? Well, for example, with the Got Seven Flight Lag trilogy, like you couldn't know what the story oh, was without watching the trailers. I-, I didn't know what the story was until you guys broke it down for me on the episode. Then I, my mind was blown. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just too deep. It's too creative. <laughs> Yeah, but see, that was a lot of work, right? You know, you're not going to break that all out. And the average listener or K-pop fan isn't going to go into that excruciating level of detail. Nope, right about that. All right, so all together as one. Mm -hmm. Do we see that in the music video for this song? Definitely. (laughs) While the music video itself, I mean, there's definitely a lot of high production value. But uh, as, as we touched upon, of course, there is a... Uh, a lot of room where they could have put story, but instead what we get, which I'll admit is pretty cool, is all of the members all together just doing this amazing choreography. Like the the choreography for this song and dance is just, it's, uh, my, my mind is blown. Like I, I want to learn it. <laughs> and right. the cool thing is that yesterday, the, they just released a performance version, so opportunity to practice there. But major uh, credit to Hoshi and I believe the eight two of the members of the performance unit because Hoshi is the main choreographer of uh-huh. the members and uh, the eight is also one of their main dancers so good job to those two for coming up with such amazing choreography for the group to add with this song just to add further to that I think that's one of the main appeals about 17 is because most of these other K-pop groups and dancers you hear about them 
uh, getting other choreographers or other dancers to choreograph pieces for them. That's so, what it is to be in a K-pop label. You're yeah. you're outsourcing all this talent, all this like you know producers mm-hmm. and choreographers to basically to be the puppet masters yep. for these K-pop groups. So that is very different. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the main reasons I believe that Seventeen has built such a strong following and fan base because. Pretty much majority of all of their material and their stuff is self-produced. Like they have Woozy who writes and produces majority of their music. They make their own choreography. It's just, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely something different. So good job to them for just how they, how they managed to craft something so well for this special comeback. Oh yeah. I loved it. It was the first thing I noticed. I mean, besides the the high production value and besides the, the one boy falling into the water. (laughs) I was like, Ooh, this is going to be artsy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but the choreo really won me over. I, I like how they isolated um, upper body movements in the part where they were down on the ground. I like how they were kicking up sand in the desert. Um, it was just a, a fun time, and you could tell that some serious professional skill went into this. And I was watching their older videos as well. Their dance moves have gotten way tighter and more yes. synchronized. That's definitely um, true. Since they, they so I'm just impressed all around. Love it. Yeah, plus one on the tighter dance moves. For if sure. you watch these groups grow and evolve over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely follows a couple tropes. Um, dancing in parking garages or on top of parking garages. <laughs> um, dancing in the yeah. desert. Uh, yes. Lots of K-pop yes. music videos are also filmed in the desert. Mm-hmm. But the strength of this choreo, I think, really relies on the 13 members. Yes. Right. If you don't have the 13 members, it doesn't look as good. Mm-hmm. And no offense to some of the dancers I saw at Fanime this past weekend who danced the song, but it doesn't look as good when you're the only one doing it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That tightness that you're alluding to, Stephanie, that works yeah. very well when you have 12 other members doing exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Then it looks really cool. And each mm-hmm. movement by itself, it's a very sharp isolated movement but yeah you know if you're doing that by yourself it looks just a little weird <laughs> yeah that's mm, de- that's definitely one thing that 17 uh <clears throat> really does well is taking advantage of the fact that they are like 13 members and i uh, i really respect especially as a dancer myself how they always make sure that for each of their choreography pieces they make sure to incorporate and to display and show that they are all together like they don't they don't uh fall into one of the other traps where they give only one certain member like all the attention yeah yeah that's very easy to do just mm-hmm. to become like a hyena and backup dancer sort of situation <laughs> but yes. at the same time like and this is where i'd contrast it while it's great to have that unity and that's the point i guess of this album that you're all one mm-hmm. that's why everyone's doing all the for the most part all the same choreography together mm-hmm. there's a couple cool tricks where like one guy does it like a kick oh, yeah. or whatever but because they're all one I'm having a hard time telling them apart <laughs> and what their backstories are because as you go between each of these like sort of flashback scenes in the music video, I'm like, well, clearly there's a story here that's been alluded to, but because it's only like a second or a half second and you have to do that for 13 members, <laughs> it's like I'm sort of lost on mm. what the story was trying to tell me, at least just from the music yeah, video there's, alone. There's only too many parallel love lines you can contain in your mind at <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I mean, unless you're yeah. a super, uh, what what are our seventeen fans called again? Carrot. <laughs> unless you're a super carrot, right? Then then maybe you can do that. But for non carrot or non seventeen yeah. K-pop fans, it's it's a little challenging. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I want to give it, you know, it's fair mm-hmm. shot at like what they're artistically trying to say. They're all broken up by a lover. Uh, yeah. So I went ahead and I took a look at what the lyrics uh, were, like what, what the lyrics meant, because it took a while for the translation to come out, I think probably because everyone was like caught up in the dance. <laughs> but uh, I managed to find a translation online of the lyrics. And uh, more or less, it seems to pretty much be a story about how at least one of the members, or if not all of them, have recently experienced a breakup. And it must have been like a really bad breakup, or at least like a breakup they didn't want to have because this girl that they loved, they basically felt like she was the one. Because there are lyrics in the song and there are lines where it's like, uh, I have plenty of tears, but I don't want to cry. And then there's things like, I had you, but then I lost you. How can I get you back here? It's like, I pretend, I, I smile, but I'm not really happy. Like things like that. Because the refrain, huh. like, it's it's interesting because when you listen to the song and uh, especially the instrumental, it's like, it seems to be more of like the up-tempo and, it's, and it almost sounds like it's supposed to be happy, but then you look at the lyrics and it's basically about a lost love. <laughs> you, you, It's funny you said this. I don't know if you did, said this intentionally or not, but you said you thought that she was the one mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all they're all one <laughs> going with the theme like uh, what do you do when you have like one that doesn't want to be with the one yeah there's <laughs> the the funny thing is um after the performance version of this uh video came out uh, i remember reading the reddit post and uh, some of the top comments were all like okay this performance version is great but play is please what we need is uh the versions where they you tell us what the hell is going on. Was there one girl yeah. for all 13 guys or did all 13 of the members have their own girl and they all broke up at the same time? What's going on? What happened? Okay. So people... Okay, well, Stephanie might want the uh, one girl, 13 guys. Yeah. Yes, please. Can I... Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> then I'll become 18. <laughs> 18 plus. 18, yes. That, that'll be the new name of the group. 18 plus. <laughs> Or if you're in Korea, 19 plus. Oh, yeah, 19 plus. There we go. <laughs> yeah, great. But, no question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, there's still plenty of speculation because while everyone, again, as I've said this, like getting caught up in how great the, the song and the dancing part of this is, people are still wondering about the story. Like even hardcore carrots, they're still, as we speak, they're probably watching the video. They're doing their best detective work they're trying to figure out what the story is so it's like okay we're it's been out for a week we're past this initial like oh my god like the adoration and now they're really trying to dive in and they're like what can we figure out about the story because we still need to know yeah i think the the moral the point here is that Mm -hmm. you don't always have to make a music video or a concept have like an elaborate deep you know metaphysical deeper Mm -hmm. meaning right you don't always have to do that yeah but if you hint at it you better deliver Mm -hmm. otherwise Mm. it just kind of leaves us feeling um it feels very anticlimactic yeah right if you don't have that meaning even if you hint at it Mm -hmm. but this song i think we could all agree was pretty dope oh yeah for sure i mean i love it (laughs) i think that's what made us pick it at least for for this week because we all loved it definitely i thought that it is perfectly in line on trend with the hit songs of the summer. Um, it does, as, as Matt man- mentioned, have that upbeat, but it's a little hint of maybe tropical house. I, maybe I'm imagining that, um, but it is really pleasant and modern and trendy and catchy. So I, I really liked the audio and it goes well with the choreo 
and the the colors and the video as well. It just all comes together in a package for me. Yeah. How about you, Pilo? Okay. So it's funny, Steph, you say like, this is the song of the summer. Yes. Yes, it is the song of the summer. And in fact, it follows a like formula by the chain smokers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I, I mean, right. like, it is chain smokers. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I, I don't think it follows it exactly to the T, but it's very, very similar. I, was like, I mm-hmm. can't, I can't put my finger on it, but it sounds like other stuff that's out right now. You're right. Chain smokers. That's Specifically, there. they're closer song yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. i i kind of want to feel whoever was producing this song they were looking at the structure of closer they tried recreating it and then they tried altering it <laughs> make it their own song which i'm not complaining that's fine make it your own thing uh but that's what it really sounds like i in fact i can imagine myself playing like the verse or the pre-chorus of closer so like so baby you know take it closer in the backseat of your rover and then the chorus drops for this song and it would and work and yeah. the crowd goes wild <laughs> They're both great songs. I mean, this is a winning formula for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's a song that mm-hmm. we can all like and chill, both simultaneously chill and dance to. And I think that's what it yep. works really well for. Chainsmokers, I think, did really well with Closer because it tried to appeal to um, nostalgia. I think in the lyrics yeah. of the song, and that mm. worked really well. That sort of helped sell it. If this oh. song had lyrics about privileged suburban teen angst, then I think it might what? sell really well in America. <laughs> but outside of that, I think all the verses sound definitely very definitively K-pop. And that's where they, I think, really changed it up in the mm-hmm. verses. But I like right. the song as a whole. For sure, I'm going to be bumping it um, recreationally for my own self, but definitely in my DJ sets for oh, yeah. sure. For sure, definitely. Uh, I'm right there with you, Peter. Like for me, when I first heard the song, especially that drop, because uh, the thing is that I wasn't really sure. Like, I didn't know if uh, Seventeen had hinted what kind of music genre or style their comeback would be. Right. So when the video dropped and I was listening to it as I'm watching it, that drop hits towards the chorus, and I was like, "Chainsmokers? Did they collab with the Chainsmokers?" Like, that was my first thought. I'll admit. Like, uh, and the funny thing too is that uh, I do remember that when I was uh, looking into the reception this song was getting. Uh, I did come across a, a review from my favorite of ours, Nick of the Bias. Oh, list. yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because the what he titled or what he says in his review is that uh, 17 does just enough to avoid being a direct Chainsmokers retread. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it, it seems that everybody is most of the uh, mostly in the same boat where we feel like it definitely does give us those Chainsmokers-style songs vibes, but at the same time, 17 puts enough of their own steez and flavor on it that we can tell it's different and that it's them and it's not just 17 doing Chainsmokers. Right, right. right. And uh, I know okay. that definitely for me, too, is like in case by this point for all the listeners and for you, too, if you haven't gotten it, like I just I love seeing the refrain in the chorus of the song, that whole don't want to cry or uh, Ugo Shinji, I 
na. You know what it really reminds me of? It really reminds me of winners, really, really. Ah, uh, yeah. And and close your ear or cover your ears like Korean speakers, but the na to one hey. Oh yeah, like that part. Like <laughs> it, it sounds really. Sorry, my Korean pronunciation is horrible. So Steph, you should say all the Korean things because you you actually you're actually studying it. So. No, no, I am I am loving hearing your guys's interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> No, keep it up, guys. But yeah, it was definitely very similar to Winners, really, really, mm-hmm. and Chainsmokers Closer. Mm-hmm. That to me was yeah, kind those, of what this song was, songs, for sure. Yeah, those two songs fit together really well. Yeah, play really, them all really together really in a DJ set. <laughs> we'll be waiting on DJ that from you, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> well, shall we move on to the the score? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I what I'm saying about the song, it's clearly loved by me. Mm-hmm. As Nick as of the bias list rightly points out, it changes it just enough. And I think copying is fine, guys. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like if you take artistic inspiration from another group and you pull it off in a way that still sounds dope, like I'll, I'll like it, you know, and I, yeah. I will appreciate it for what it is in an, in it of itself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to give it a 3.9. It's pretty good. Ooh. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. What what kills it for me are the intro verses. That, I think, chain smokers do better. Mm. Maybe it's living in that shadow that's preventing me from giving it a higher audio score. And I can't divorce that inspiration completely. Like, if I had never heard of the chain smokers, maybe I would have liked this song better. Ah. Uh. But the verses, I think, are its weakest point. Okay, 3.9. Let's see, for me, you already know that I I like the sound. And now that you've told me that it's pretty much ripped from Chainsmokers, um, I'm I'm not too mad at that. You know, it's not a direct ripoff. But it takes the the good part. And I think I'll be having this on replay throughout the summer. So I'm going to bump up to the... 3.75. 3.75. Hey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Supermatic. Might be the high. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, honestly, for me, I mean, like I said already, when I first heard the song, I also got that Chainsmokers uh, vibe. And the funny thing for me is, like, I know that most people have reached a point with the Chainsmokers because they've hit that mainstream status these days and with how many different songs they've put out, people are kind of having, like, a bit of a love-hate relationship with the Chainsmokers sound and their songs. But with that said, I know for me personally, I still enjoy any of the Chainsmoker songs that come on. And for 17, of course, I guess it's just the inner K-pop fan in me. Like, I've been loving this song. So uh, I'm going to stick with my score of what I gave for the audio because I'm really loving it right now. It's a solid four for me. <laughs> okay. I think we're all pretty much feeling the same way yeah. about this song. Probably why we picked it mm-hmm. for, for this episode of Daybok or not. Definitely. Okay. Yeah concept guys <laughs> uh it's really cool for me to see the journey that 17 has had so far and with this whole idea of what they named their album and the and the idea behind the comeback you know like all <clears throat> al1 alone but like never truly alone you know all together as one but for me uh i was talking with some friends about this yesterday as we were watching the video together again because some of them haven't actually seen the video yet they only heard the song and i mm-hmm. found myself saying that for me, I think what really does it about this comeback with Seventeen particularly is just watching them, listening to the song, and then like the vibe that I get from them as I see them perform this, both in the music video and seeing the lives and just everything about it. And especially having been a Seventeen fan from a, virtually the beginning, seeing their growth from their debut till now, it feels like Seventeen has finally grown up. They're not boys anymore. They're men. 
They're yes. 18 plus. <laughs> yeah. Or okay. 19. Yeah, like... <laughs> that's one waiting. way to look at it. <laughs> we need Stephanie to join for it to become 18 plus. It'll be... It'll have two names. It'll be called 18 plus in, for the American release, and then it'll be 19 plus, plus <laughs> right. in Korea. Right, right, right. Yes. Even better. <laughs> and then that aside, uh, also, of course... Again, as we spotlighted already, and not to harp on it even further, but just the choreography, man, is it's dope. Like I love this dance. I I know I'm definitely gonna be doing my best to learn it, but yeah, it's just it's it's so much fun to watch, and it's just you can't help but have your breath taken away when you watch it, especially if it's your first time. So, hmm. good job to Seventeen for that. <laughs> it's funny because I I found myself stacking this up against all of their previous comebacks, and even against their debut when they came out with things like uh. Uh, what was their debut? Adore You? I can uh, Yeah, I believe that was it. And it's just, I I think one thing I like too is how noticeably different this particular comeback is compared to all of their previous ones. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So all that considered, I actually, I find myself giving their concept as well another really strong, strong solid four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's a good point. Because, so for our listeners who don't know, a lot of their other stuff, at least from what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. it was a lot of teen boys in like schoolboy or school outfit yes uniforms right mm-hmm. this they're wearing like like rugged denim you <laughs> yeah. know and they're shot in LA in mm-hmm. the desert in parking garages yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's not a bunch of like you know goofy boys mm-hmm. I think that's a good point <laughs> it's the mark of maturity when the boys are taken out of the classroom and thrown into the desert <laughs> Or just any other part of the real world. Tame in, drip drop, anyone? Oh, yes. Hello. Yes. Right? That's true. Coming of age in the desert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or getting some sun. I mean, how else do you think they stay so pale? (laughs) Right. My score for the concept, I mean, after discussing with you all and, and, and listening to your past episode where you picked out these just really artistic, deep, you know, literary referencing videos and... Maybe maybe I'm a little biased after <laughs> listening to this podcast, um, but I, I did think that the story was kind of lost and, or maybe too simple. I wasn't really impressed with the, the storyline, but high production value, again, I enjoyed watching the video. So that puts me kind of right in the middle. I will say 3.4 for concept. Okay. Well, I'm giving it the lowest of you guys. I'm giving it a three. I can't mm-hmm. watch it by itself mm. and appreciate it, I think, as it was intended okay. by itself because of those trailers. I The meaning is lost for a casual yeah. listener mm-hmm. or watcher. And I think it delivers on a production value that we would expect of 17, but it doesn't go above and beyond mm. to either deliver closer on that message that they were trying to intend to deliver that still is very opaque and head-scratching. Mm. And... It doesn't do justice in conveying a story for each of the individual members. Uh, and I'm not sure you can with a 13-member group. <laughs> if there <laughs> has been a group that has you know, done a story very well or a concept very well for a 13-member group, um, I might... I don't think I've seen it yet, so I'm not sure it can be done. Mm. Um, or it have to be delivered in a way that's... Super Junior videos. <laughs> yeah. See if they were able to, like, off the top of my head, I don't think they were able to pull it off that well. But if anyone could do it, it's Super Junior. That's right. And they Mm -hmm. were, I think what worked for Super Junior was that they had very iconic dances. True. And the dances is what kind of sold the large number group. 
Yep. Mm, but okay. I I feel like it maybe it's just my own personal judging paradigm that will forever bias me against larger member groups. Mm. But I can't I want to know the idols for being idols. The point of having an idol is to have the sexy puppet that, you know, sort of orchestrates, you know, the music <laughs> and the concept, right? And when you can't follow each of the members because there's just too many of them and it's hard to follow what's going on, I think you lose a lot of the value. Mm. It kind of goes back to um, a group that I look up to, knowing, known as uh, Boys Generally Asian. Oh. <laughs> or BGA oh, for short. Oh, my God. <sighs> and they explored this oh, very no. nuanced topic in this song called, Who's It Gonna Be? <laughs> and they ask... You know, who's going to be the best? It really comes down to who has the most screen time and who has the most lines. <laughs> and in a 13-member group, you can't carefully, evenly distribute that. At least not in a way that's going to work well for a three-minute song. True. So it's a three for me. <laughs> all right. Well, with all that said, I mean, shall we? I guess there's just one thing left. Whether we all feel if it's Daybuck or, or not. not. All right. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I'll go ahead and just start it off being the resident character yeah. in the building. And if you didn't already know, it's definitely Daybok. Daybok for me. <laughs> While I have this host of caveats, it's still pretty Daybok. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, a bumping song, even though it's copying or it takes artistic inspiration from another well-known group. Mm-hmm. The production value of the concept is still pretty good. I think it, it delivers on the choreography and it delivers on the strengths that a 13-member group can provide. Uh, despite not having the identities of the individual members called out in a compelling way. In spite of all that, it's still pretty Daybok. For sure. Right. Steph? I think it's obviously Daybok for me. Um, <laughs> this might be my favorite song of theirs, or maybe in the top two. Mm. And uh, makes me look forward to what's what's around the corner. I think that they're showing that they're they're growing up and trying to be more mature. And I want to see what's next after this. Eighteen plus a day. <laughs> yes, eighteen plus. I want to see them Thank become you. more like Vix and chained up. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, well, we only time will tell. We'll see what the future holds. <laughs> One thing I want to say about seventeen, and I mm-hmm. we mentioned this at the very beginning. The two most requested groups at Fanime when I do this like K-pop dance thing mm-hmm. were Twice and BTS. Third was Seventeen, for sure. Definitely mm-hmm. a very strong third were Seventeen. Yep. And part of what made Seventeen so enjoyable was seeing the large groups of fans all recreating the experience themselves. For sure. And mm-hmm. I think that's just something very unique about K-pop fandom that you don't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think it's especially pronounced with Seventeen. I love it when people do the shouts yeah. and the songs or when they all do the pelvic thrusts together. <laughs> this is oh, a yeah. group that does that looks really good when you get fans to recreate it. Mm-hmm. When you have more than 13 fans all on the dance floor. Yep. All doing the same song together. <laughs> Definitely. So I want to give 17 props for their fandom. Hey. <laughs> Shouts out to Carrots. <laughs> Slip Carrot. into the diamond life. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode, yes? Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely for all you listeners out there, thank you for sticking with us. And this coming week is actually chock full of releases, but I think some of the notable ones we may or may not look at ne- by come this time next week. G-Dragon with Act 3. Oh, yeah, the- he's also coming Ooh. here to San Jose. Yes, yes, he is. 
We've got the yeah. uh, we've got the next solo comeback from Hyoyeon of Girls' Generation, so we'll keep you look out for that. We've got the solo debut mini album from Chungha, formerly of IOI and Protus 101. So that, among many others, stay tuned, everybody. Wait, when Sistar? Tomorrow. That's right. How Sistar. can you forget Sistar, Matt? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god! Like of all of, like the K-pop like groups which disbanded, Sistar probably emotionally hit me the most. And this is coming from a blackjack, and we did the Twenty One Blackjack <laughs> disbandment. I think we already saw that, so I was emotionally ready for that. But like Sistar, I was like, yes. what? So it's probably yeah. me still being in denial. I don't want to acknowledge that they're disbanding. <laughs> Yeah, so I think w- there's obviously a number of different releases. We're not sure which we're going to review yes. for next week. Let us know. Give us a tweet mm-hmm. at the K-pop cast yep. or at each of our individual personal handles or on mm-hmm. our SoundCloud or whatever it may be. Um, Matt, where can people reach you? Uh, I'm always on Twitter. You can find me there at Supermatic, S-O-U-P-E-R-M-A-T-I-C. So feel free to have a conversation with me and all of us. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at S. Parker too. And I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. Um, <laughs> and, and these like, guys are joking because it, like, I, I've got like this little sample that I mm-hmm. hit like during my DJ sets where I use like uh, mm-hmm. Taeyeon's what, was it Taeyeon? Or is it Jessica? I think it was Uh-oh. Tiffany actually. Tiffany. Okay. She's the one in Genie who says wow. DJ put it back on. That's the one. So I've got oh, this sample. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got this okay. sample where Come on. Yep, exactly that. So where I take Tiffany's awesome. DJ. Mm-hmm. I just put my name in. <laughs> nice. DJ. Yeah. And I put that in the middle of my set. So, yeah. Those are all the ways to get engaged with us. Be sure to follow the K pop World Festival. Oh, yes. That's coming up. I'm DJing again mm-hmm. for that this year. Hey. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go follow the K pop World Festival in your neck of the woods. I'll be rapping here in the Bay Area. Mm hmm. Let us know what we should review. I really want to push for a sister. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm done with that. <laughs> How about you, Steph? What's your what's your topic for next week? Oh, let's do sister. I'm a fan. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. I'm, Maybe I'm we'll really, all do sister. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really hard on girl groups, but they get my <laughs> approval. Let's give them respect. Okay, so in other words, screw you, G Dragon. <laughs> screw you. Who else did you mention? Uh, Hyoyeon and Chen Chen Yang. It's sister. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is cited. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Catch yep. you guys all next time. Yep. Thank you so much. Good all night. Right. Yeah.